Hey, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality. I'm here with the boys from Creed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just kidding. I'm here with Scott McNulty. I was going to quote a Creed song, but I realized I don't know any. That's, that's a good thing. I'll, I'll stand by that. Scott Stapp has the head of someone. Like It's almost like a caricature artist drew him, the way his mm. head is shaped. Mm. It goes straight down, and then when it gets just below the cheeks, it bows out real big. Interesting. He's, his head is shaped like a fat bong. It's very... It's, wow. It's like a caricature artist drew I, him. I feel like I have to look him up now. I have to know this. This is a perfect example of why I hate myself, because <laughs> I, my eyes perceive things that other people are able to tune out, and it's not like it starts and stops with other people. It continues on to myself, and I live in a world of mirrors. But he does... Scott Stapp has a head that looks like a caricature artist drew him. Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Do you it, see it? Yeah. It is, uh, yeah, and he's got kind of a mullety haircut. Oh, it's going weird. On. Yeah, so it's fucking. You know, he has, and it's it wasn't created Christian band. He I think so. He looks yeah. like a Christian youth pastor. Yes, he does. Yeah, it's problematic. Uh, oh God, it's awful, awful on many levels. I'm glad my phone wouldn't load that Google search. <sighs> yeah, well, actually, so when I put in Creed, uh, the first thing I got was the film. You know, the Michael B. Jordan movies oh. yeah, which are far superior uh and then i added band and then i got it so Ooh, rah. Yeah, yeah yeah because you know my phone is like where the fuck is wallace you know and i'm like he's working out at the gym with, with rocky he did yeah, yeah. wallace <laughs> did get swole if you don't know what we're talking about um watch the wire yeah you really should if you want to see michael b jordan's early work yeah literally a child in that in that yep. in that series and uh, a, a very skinny scrawny child like the transformation is actually almost horrible horrible it's almost scary actually i can't tell if he had work done on his jaw or if he just because he had like no jawline yeah. when he was younger and then somewhere between like friday night lights and now his, he has like a jawline and I can't figure out if he got an implant or if he did like braces that helped fill, like pull his mm. bottom jaw forward. Cause he, he, um, if you saw him as a kid, you'd be like, Oh, he's real cute. But you wouldn't think yeah. Hollywood heartthrob. Not at all. Yeah. I mean like in the wire, he's, I think like 16 mm. and he's a, yeah, he's like a cute he's teenage a cute kid. kid. He's real, but he's real scrawny for he's sure. He's real scrawny. He's very scrawny. Yeah. He doesn't have like, like now it's like, Oh, that's a. That's a man. That's a man, dude. That That's a, a man, man. of that. Dude, I, I would fuck him. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would l probably let him do whatever he wanted to me just because, I mean, God. I, yeah. I'm ashamed of what I'm about to say. <laughs> I found him very attractive in um, Black Panther. Like, in the uh, beginning, he's such a hipster douchebag. He's got his little mm. side flop hair and his little, like, wire rim glasses, and uh, he's kind of full of himself. And then I was like... I'm like watching, I was like, dude, he's hot. And I was like, is it now that you find him attractive because he's a hipster douchebag? Like, is mm. that what really <laughs> turned? Because like, I never thought Ryan Gosling was hot until the Barbie movie where he's like really, really tan. Like he's a total himbo in it. Yeah, and he's I'm Ken. Like, yeah, and I was like, is this? You never thought he was hot before, and then he's, like, super tan and, like, bleach. Like, he looks like a professional wrestler. He's got big Tampa Bay vibes. Yeah. And I mean, he looks... I mean, when I've, I've seen the trailer for Barbie, and, yeah, he looks like 
unnaturally tan in that. Yeah, like, what is wrong with me that, like, that's when I find... Like, I didn't think that Paul Reiser was attractive till I saw him on Red Oaks, where he's, like, a pot-bellied middle-aged man. It's yeah. just, like, all of a sudden, I'll be, like, sleeping on someone, and then the one time you shouldn't be attracted to them right. is when you're, like... like like when they're a homicidal hipster douchebag in Black Panther or they're like, mm. um, yeah, a total himbo or... I never saw Black Panther, so oh, really I didn't good. know that Michael B. Jordan is, is in that. He's it's... the bad guy. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and I can't remember the backstory because it's been more than an hour since I saw the movie. Yeah. Um, but there's like a dynamic where he's like half Wakanda, but he was raised in America. And wow. so he's got like this chip on his shoulder. <clears throat> But it's I, I I'm not usually a superhero action movie person. Right. Um, but that one I did really enjoy that one. Um, yeah, I didn't see it because I don't see any of those. Like, I worked Marvel, in a theater yeah. at the time, so I got free movies. Understandable. Yeah, I would take mushrooms and go to the uh, movies a lot. I was I worked I, at a movie theater. And that's I, that's all the I right afford. thing to do. Yeah. yeah, that's the right move. I was indifferent to Ryan Gosling until he was in uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, mm. uh, and I am a huge Blade Runner fan. So when that came out, I saw it twice in the theater, and mm. then I bought it. Yeah, and I probably watched it twelve times. So I, I yeah. support that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, what were we talking about today? We're talking about um, the villages. The villages. Um, so for people who don't know, the villages are an area in central Florida that is, a lot of articles describe it as Disneyland for retirees. It's mm. a completely planned community and it's, the public spaces are designed to look like quaint small towns. Right. And the way it was designed was they, I think it's 15 golf courses so they actually designed the golf courses first and then designed the neighborhoods around the golf courses. Mm. And it has, um, uh, and so included in your HOA fees, if you live in the villages is free golf. That's like oh, their wow. major selling point is like, yeah. you like golf and you're retired, move to the villages, free golf. Um, and so then they have all their like commercial districts are designed to look like small towns. Mm. Um, there are, I can't remember, like hundreds of social clubs. There's like hmm. uh, a cheerleading club, a veteran club. They have a drill team, hmm. like stuff that you wouldn't think like seniors are doing. There's a Beatles fan club. And so it's this thing that it's kind of sold to people as... You're retired, but you you don't want to feel lost or without community or life without meaning, which is like what retirees go through. And I know yeah. that because my mom's been a mess since she retired. Um, it's like, well, if you retire to the villages, you're going to have golf. You're going to have friends. Almost in the same way they sell the military to young people. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you're going to have a house and friends and a family and a job and an income. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is it. One-stop shopping. Join the military. And so for seniors, they're like, one-stop shopping. Join here. Um, and so it is very interesting. Um, prices are reasonable. Uh, Wasn't well, it designed by Disney? Too? Isn't it no. Disney? Oh, okay. I thought, so, I thought Disney owned it or they built it. No. And so the, the weirdest part about it, I mean, I haven't read too much into it. But as far as I could tell is the people who own it are very like backseat. Hmm. 
Like there's some anonymous group mm. that like made this. Um, and I, I could be wrong because I, again, I didn't research well, wasn't it. Wasn't there some kind of um, like controversy around it or something? Like I remember it was like, it was in the news not too long ago. There was something about the villages, but I don't remember what it was. It was oh. something about like the, um, Let me like look. I want to say like they were uh, embezzling money or something. <gasps> or, I wouldn't you know, put it past it, was, it. Yeah, it was something like that. Like I, I don't really pay close attention to... Um, uh, senior citizen news it's any news really you know apart from certain things but i mean it's like uh i just remember seeing something hearing like oh yeah like the bill like big controversy at the villages and i was like oh yeah the village just like that retirement community in, in orlando i wonder oh the other thing is they have like internal like news like papers and magazines that only pop only tell good news oh really so <laughs> it creates a very like people describe it almost like i talk about disney bubble. the bubble like the disney bubble like there's the villages bubble where mm. even your newspaper they're only going to tell you good things um and it, so it, and it's been in the news a lot because a book came out about it in i think 2008 um this reporter did a deep dive and alleged that there were higher rates of sexually transmitted diseases in the villages than there were in Miami. Oh, wow. Um, and basically, like, you see it a lot in senior communities. It, when we first moved to Arizona 20 years ago, um, there was an article about it in Sun City because when you take away the danger of pregnancy... Mm -hmm. and oh, then sure, yeah. Also, usually when you get to be a certain age, there's, like, eight women to every one man because men don't live as long. So, like, there's a lot of women competing for male attention, like, and you end up having, like, what's wild to outsiders, like, STDs, public sex, like, mm. people are always getting busted for fucking in public in the villages, <laughs> I guess. And it's gross. Yeah, it's real gross, for sure. Um, well, I heard also, too, that I, I'd, like, in general... Uh, after Viagra came out, that there yes. was like a, a huge spike in STIs in retirement homes and like nursing homes across the country, right? Yeah. Because all of a sudden these old dudes could fuck again, you know? And, and yeah, you're, and, you yeah. want to get it, you know? Get it. Get it. Sure. Who doesn't? Um, <clears throat> yeah. And it's so funny because people, you know, think about senior citizens as being sexless. And like sometimes sure. they are, right? Your sex yeah. hormones go away. But now that everyone's unhealthy, young people don't have sex hormones yeah, either. Seriously, so. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> um, Everyone's a mess. <laughs> everyone's a fucking mess. But um, like my mom worked in geriatrics a lot of her nursing career. And so did her uh, long-term boyfriend, uh, Eddie Blackman. <laughs> and um, he told me this story once. Like he was, they were, he was doing a med pass and to this lady's room and they're like, you know, they knock before they come in and she's a lady who has no legs from the knees down. There's mm. no legs cause the diabetes. Yeah. Well, there was a guy from down the hall who had no teeth. He was hiding under the covers cause he was going down on the guy with no teeth was going down on the, <laughs> the lady woman with, with no, no legs, legs. <laughs> and they come around to pass the meds and he's just like under there, like, so she can take her meds and then he can get back to business or whatever. Like just wow. no shame. Cause yeah, they're, you know, old people get horny too. Um, and so, yeah. What was I saying? Oh, well, so the villages, there's a lot of sex going there's on. There's a in lot the, of sex. In, in the villages. They have, yeah. I mean, you're it's the Spanish pronunciation. They have dances <laughs> and there's, you know, senior citizens in cheerleading uniforms. There's a dog on the table for some reason. Well, there, well, you brought a dog over, so. Oh, I didn't ask him to get on the table yeah. though. 
Um, but he's being he's being himself, which is terrible. Oh, it's terrible for uh, all of us. Uh, but anyways, um, so yeah, the villages are kind of have this reputation as being a wild place. Well, uh, someone in one of my classes told me about um, the their swingers there, and they have a loofah code. Yeah, you had mentioned this to me the other day, and I had no idea what you were talking about, but I did Google it, and yeah. It's, it's real. It's real. And so I went, I, I did a little, you know, investigation to be like, is it for real, for real? Or is it an internet myth? Because people in the villages do tie loofahs to like their roof rack or their antenna. Hmm. And some people were saying it's just so they can find their car. Like they all drive the same retiree mobile. Uh. They're old. They can't be walking all over a parking lot to find their car. They so they put a loofah on it. Yeah, and so for also for those that may not know, because I wasn't sure what a loofah was when you first brought that yeah. up. To, <laughs> it's that little squeegee thing that goes in the shower that you put body wash in. Yeah, like the, the bath puff. The, the squid. Yeah, that's it. The little puffy thing that you but, put body wash in. Yeah, because loofahs used to be. It's like that natural sponge was yeah. what we used to call. Loofah. That's what I was thinking. Was like the stick with the with the kind of hard sponge on the end. Yeah. Yeah. But now I guess it's kind of people just call those. Bath puffs. Yeah, those are called loofahs now, which okay. I've, I've just had to. I've had to let go. Yeah, I've had to let go of that. That's why when you first mentioned it to me about loofahs on cars, I was like, why would you put like a stick, like a back scratcher? Like I was like, how does that even work? Like you're tying, and you said like, oh, there's different colors. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> no, they're once, all beige. Yeah, but once I saw pictures, like the article that you sent me, I was yeah. like, oh, those things, the yeah. little the shower puffs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's I. It for honestly for years it bothered me that people would call those loofah. I go, you're confusing it. Just like there's two things in the kitchen that are called a spatula. There's Wait, the thing what? that if you were to get batter off the side of a bowl, yeah, that's a spatula. The rubber one, yeah. And then there's the one you use to flip a burger. That's true. Yes. And so people call both of those implements spatulas. Which is very confusing. When I was in home ec in sixth grade, they mm. called the one that you would flip a burger with, that's a flipper turner. Ooh. And the one that you would clean the bowl with is called a rubber scraper. And oh. they just, they had us do that in home ec just to prevent any sort of confusion. So now there's two things that are called loofahs. I just, call, I just call it a rubber spatula or a spatula. That's, oh, okay. Yeah. But no, that makes sense. I mean, it is a flipper turner. Yeah. Um, also, by the way, this is like, if I could interject a, a little bit of trivia that yes. you may not know this as well, and I'm proud that I know this knowledge, <laughs> is that <laughs> for the younger listeners who may not know this, the reason why men such as myself now have a loofah or a shower puff in their shower with no shame, mm -hmm. because there was a time in like the mid to late 90s where... You weren't, it was, it was gay. Yeah. It was like, not like you, as a guy, you don't really want to have that in your mm -hmm. shop. You don't want someone to see that. Right. But a football player named Ironhead Hayward <laughs> did a commercial for Zest. And this was like in 1997 or 98. And Zest had just come out with, you know, they've been around forever. You know, yeah. cheap soap. Well, if but, you're not, you're not fully clean unless you're zest zestfully fully clean. clean. Yeah. That's right. And then they came out with a body wash in like 1997 and they, as their spokesman, they got like this linebacker named Ironhead, Ironhead Hayward, and he actually goes on TV and he's like jiggling the little the little puff in the yeah. camera, and he's like, "No, I hear you snickering, but Ironhead, what's with this thingy? Listen, chump, that lather builder works with zest, <laughs> and it's like, and it was like the greatest commercial of the late '90s. I loved it. My, uh, 
I don't remember <laughs> that one. So I was in the army at the time, and then my my roommate in the barracks, like he went home on leave, and he he managed to tape this. Like, no. Yes, he taped the commercial and brought it back on VHS just for me to see. Like, he wanted to show it to me. <laughs> and he gave it to me. I got to keep the tape. <laughs> so oh, my God. I may still have it somewhere. I swear to God, I may actually still that have it somewhere. That is amazing. And we watched that probably 15 times, if not 100. Yeah. And we, we just used to walk around, like, all the time saying, like, listen, chump, that lather builder works with zest <laughs> to get you clean. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't it wild how everyone uses body wash now? Like body wash is just like a normal thing. Mm-hmm. It was not a normal thing when we were kids. Not at all. No, there was soap. Like just you, soap, you had yeah. a bar of soap, and like usually, like your dad would use Irish Spring and mom would use Dove. Yep, that's like correct. that was that's that exa- was how that exactly worked. Exactly it. Yes, and. <laughs> Obviously, the big soap wasn't making enough money because a bar of soap, dude, a bar of soap in the 90s costs like 50 cents. Yeah. And that, that shit, I swear bars of soap lasted longer back then. That that 50 cent bar of soap was going to last a month. Yeah. Like, but then all of a sudden it was like, oh, there's this body wash or or it has like, it has beads in it or mm, whatever. Right. And and the, bo- the bottle of body wash was now like, let's say $3. Yeah. And that shit goes through way faster than a bar of soap. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. They told, and and so then, this and you is, can charge more for the packaging too. You can charge, and so and now we're <laughs> ma- we're making all this plastic pack because bars of soap, they come wrapped in like a wax paper. Exactly. Yeah. Or if you go to like an organic market, still you'll get it. It's just sitting there free. Right. It's yep. just not wrapped in anything. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, it's like there's this pl- there's plastic, and then those scrubbing beads that they put in them mm-hmm. are plastic, which apparently then have gotten into our water supply and are oh killing God. fish. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, in addition to microplastics, there's the, there's the visible plastics that we're just filling wow. fish with, and they've like cut fish open, and they're full of those like beads from body wash. Uh, oh my God. And um, but yeah, it's wild how it's like that's like an, and now a thing of body wash can be like ten bucks. Oh yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Big soap, man. They knew what they were doing. They sure did. Uh, and then you had to buy the loofah to distribute it. Yeah. So they're getting paid for that, too. Yeah. Pro- I'm, I'm sure they had a hand in making that. Oh, too. they had to. Yeah. It's all It all went hand in hand. Well, I think if you bought the zestfully clean uh, body wash for men, it came with the, oh. the, the, the There the were the starter pump. packs. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm like... This is bringing me flashbacks. It would be wrapped. It was connected to the thing. That's right. Yeah. It was like your starter pack. It was like your drug dealer giving you like your first hit free. Yeah. They were like, here, get started with your this new system that's going to ruin the water supply and also yeah. take 10 times the money away from you. So I'm not even a football fan, but the commercial was so funny to me that I went out and bought yeah. it. I bought it and I was like, and then I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, oh, it's so lathery. You know, you fill this thing up and it's all soapy and it's, oh, it's the best thing ever. Yeah. And if anyone ever gave me shit about it, I'd be like, let me get the tape out. <laughs> Which li- I swear to God, that literally happened. Like if anybody, like if any any dude came to my house and like, what's this thing in your shower? Like, let me get the tape out. And I'm gonna show you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know who Ironhead Hayward is? <laughs> that is so good. That is, so that is how that's where loofahs come from. Excellent. And um, so. Oh, so I was like looking it up to be like, okay, is this real? And some people are like, no, it's just so they can find their car. And then they said, oh, it was this drag queen did this 
TikTok video about how they heard about it. And then it just intercut with a bunch of pictures of loofahs on cars. And mm. they were like, it's not real. It was just a bit. Mm. And then other people saying, no, it's real. Like, it's a thing. I've seen it happen. Um, and then the interesting thing is that drag queen that made this go viral is now performing in um, the Village's theater version of La Caja Faux. Um, the the Birdcage? Bird okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's also ironic because in Florida, they're very anti, uh, uh, what, drag queen now these days. Right? Yeah. So. Which is so funny because they, dude, Orlando and Miami are both gay as fuck. They really are, yeah. So, like, I don't, like, even, even my fucking aunt, when I was talking to her about where I should live in Florida, was like, well, you know, it just depends, like... If you're looking for a fella, I wouldn't want to live in one of the gay cities. I mean, <laughs> I don't have a problem with being gay, but like, I'm not, so I don't want to be surrounded by it every day. And I could, is that what you think like happens if you're in Orlando? Is like yeah. literally, it's just a gay pride parade every day, and you would feel out of place. Like, yeah, there's. I, I mean, like my aunt <laughs> thinks that she would feel as uncomfortable. In Orlando, as I would feel at a Wu Tang concert, <laughs> which actually today that would be like half white, but it would like be, oh, one hundred percent, yeah. We, if we went in the way back machine, <clears throat> yeah, twenty five years ago, I might have felt a little out of place at a Wu Tang concert, maybe. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's how my aunt thinks that she would feel if she went to Orlando. Like it's just like oh, it's, and she's like, and if you want to meet a fella, and I was like, yeah, like you like you think there's zero straight men in the gay neighborhoods. Yeah, I mean, it's that's really funny because I grew up in Orlando and I really don't remember ever seeing like anything. Granted, this was in the '90s, so it wasn't as open as it is now. But like, I don't remember really seeing any like openly gay. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't. Yeah, just because yeah. the city has <laughs> gay bars does not mean right. that every single human being residing in that town right. is gay. Yeah, no, I would say that it's they're still in the minority. Because so, listen, yeah. we live in a city with gyms. Not every person in Phoenix is in shape. A lot of fatties. A lot of, lot of, yeah. There's one right here. Hey um, <laughs> so You're like the least fat person I've seen all day. Oh, um, <laughs> and I, and I work at a Pilates studio. <laughs> um, so what was I going to say? Uh, oh yeah. So the drag queen is starring in their version of the birdcage. Um, but then, um, yeah, other people are saying it is real and there's like people confirming it. And, um, so I found so, that, Yeah. So what do the loofahs mean? So what's, there's like a code for there's the, a the, code. Yeah, the, let me... the color. So, and just to be clear, so the loofah or shower puff is on like the antenna of yeah, the car. Yeah. On the antenna or some of them that like for me, because I have a roof rack, they tie it to the edge of their roof, the roof rack. rack. Okay. And so obviously they come in different colors as we know that from, you go to Walmart and you'll see like 18 different ones, but... Um, I guess you have to order it on Amazon too, because usually when you go to a store, there's only like they have like three colors, and what if the colors mm. they have don't represent what you're into? Yeah, so because in that one article you sent me there, there was a lot. It was like gray and pink and yeah. I'm trying black. to get it to load, but my phone because I have the page pulled up, but now my phone won't load it. I have a I have a black one in my shower right now. Oh, um, no, no big deal. Well, that means that you're into full swap. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is why I thought it <laughs> I have, was fake. It's, as in, I'll swap my cat for any other pet that is available. <laughs> no, you actually wouldn't, which is sad. Um, dude, if I could get this to fucking load. So this is why I thought it was fake, um, is because like the descriptions were so cheesy. So white is for novices and beginners. 
Which I guess that just means like you've never swapped before, but you want to. Purple is a voyeur, uh, meaning you like to watch. Obviously, yeah. The weird thing is, though, that there isn't a color for people who like to be watched. So purple means you like to watch, but like there are exhibitionists who like want someone to watch but well, they're, I, I they're, feel like if you're in the swinging community like that that's a given i mean don't they all want to be kind of watched I mean, no because i mean remember key parties nobody watched anybody you I just don't know. what's key parties oh <laughs> i'm a square i don't know key parties were a thing in the 70s where when you came you dropped your keys in the bowl mm-hmm. at the door and then everyone would have a cocktail party you'd chit chat whatever get tipsy and then when it was time for everyone to leave, you would grab, so like the ladies would grab a set of keys and whoever's, whatever man's car that was to, that's who she went home with. Oh my God. And so that was like a suburban swinger thing. They were called key parties. Oh. And so nobody was watching anybody. You were just gotcha. straight up swapping and going home with someone different. Gotcha. So yeah, I don't think all swingers are voyeurs. Some just want to be like, all right, tradesies, and you go do it separately. Makes sense. Instead of doing it next to each other and like looking over and like because there's people who like watching their wife get fucked by someone else yeah and then yeah or like you can look over at each other and like "Eh," while you're Mm -hmm. getting like hammered by someone else Mm -hmm. but um so i would assume there are couples where they're like they don't want to fuck other people but if people want to watch them fuck they Uh, because that's what like people at sex clubs do yeah and like it'll be very much remember that scene in um boogie nights where they were like, oh my God, you guys got to come see this. And oh, then yeah, it she's was like at the end of the driveway. Yeah. yeah getting like William H. Macy's wife's getting <laughs> yeah. down. Like there are, there like, that's what happens, I guess, a lot at sex clubs hmm. um, is like, you'll be like, oh yeah, you got to see this couple doing it in this room. You know what I mean? Hmm. But um, so, okay. So whites for novices and beginners, which I mean, maybe means you're interested in swinging. Purple means um, you're a voyeur. Pink is a soft swap. Okay, which is people who like to do it with others in the room. So that's okay. exactly what I just there said. There you go. Okay, so meaning you're not actually swapping partners, but there's other people in there. Mm. So it's like you're, it's like you, and then it's Ted from work and his wife, and then you're like doing your ladies yeah. next to each other, high fiving. Right. Um, doing Eiffel Tower. Doing an Eiffel Tower, <laughs> yeah. but with your separate ladies holes. Um, okay, blue is the lowest level of full swap. Those who can play well with others. And this mm. is why I thought this was fake. I was like, that doesn't actually, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? The lowest level of full swap, those who play well with others. So you're fucking someone else's partner, but are you in the room with each other or is it mm. key party style where you're separately in separate rooms? I'm guessing it's probably like meaning that you the couples have to get to know each other a little bit. You oh. know what I mean? It's not just a stranger. It's like... Oh, yeah, like, you know, Tim and Barb, we're good friends with Fred and Doris. I picked some weird names, didn't I? Yeah. (laughs) I went, like, right to the 60s or the 50s or something. Fred and Doris. This is where my head is. I'm like a 90-year-old man living in a 44-year-old man's body. Yeah, that's why you and I get along. And they get in their Chevelle. And they they go to the picture show. <laughs> well, they go out for fondue. Yeah, they go for fondue. Then they go see Taxi Driver, and oh boy, it's a it's a oh. heck of a heck of a movie. And uh, then they have a, maybe drinks afterwards. You have a, a Harvey Wallbanger, 
and then uh, they do they do a wall banger. They, yeah, yeah, and you know what? I have read stories about that where it's like couples that like they're married, they've been in there's there's two marriages, but like for a decade there's this other couple that they mm. they might even go camping together, sure. they like vacation together, and it's just like yeah, we swap. They're like a four-pole. They're like a four-pole, yeah, yeah, without like having to be full-time into it, like a polycule. Yeah. Because that seems exhausting to full-time do it. Well, I know, I mean, I know a couple, you know them too. Yeah. That they, they do this stuff. Uh, I don't know many, I don't know a lot of the details because I don't want to know, but, um, you know, he will sometimes tell me like, oh, like I... He'll be like, oh, my, my wife's like on, out on a date tonight. And I'm always like, that's so fucking weird. Yeah, you know? that's more like open relationship than yeah. swinger. Dude, what yeah. is up with my fucking dog? Come here. That person just texted me as we were talking. That's... <laughs> uh, um, so, okay, back to the code. Dude, my fucking dog. I just I love him. He is something. Okay. Um, so that was the blue. That was the blue. Yellow is a mid-level swap. For those who want to have fun but are still nervous. So that description mm. actually sounds less advanced than the blue. The blue is yeah. the low-level full swap, but they play well with others. Yellow is mid-level swap. They they want to have fun but are still nervous. What does that mean? Yeah, I thought like there's a lot of vague... This is why I thought yeah. this was fake. Because well, I go, what yeah. is... I need a diagram. Please yeah. <laughs> explain to me what Fred and Doris are doing with Jim and Diane. <laughs> no, I said Tim and Barb. Oh, Tim. <laughs> now, Jim and Diane, they're on the black level. They are like, <gasps> full on. <laughs> oh, well. Don't get me started on Jim and Diane. <laughs> now, let me tell you what the black level is. <laughs> oh. Black is a full swap. Those who say what the hell and let it all go down. Oh, wow. So that could be any. But does that, does that imply a uh, bisexuality, though, by that? Well, like... no, because that's teal, which is the next one. Oh, so, okay. Uh, teal is bisexual. Oh, shit, I clicked a button. Teal is bisexual for those that want to increase their dating chances, mm. which is not what bisexual means. No one's ever like, you know what yeah. I want? I want more opportunities to come, so I'm going to open up the field to people of my same sex. That's unless you're, unless you're in prison. I mean, yeah, you know. exactly. Like, bisexuality is usually like, I want to fuck this person. Right. I want to fuck both sets of genitals are appealing to me. Right. No one's just, like, I, I don't think that there's, like, bisexuals who are like, eh, what the hell. Yeah. I mean, I have known people, I did have a friend who said that he thought he was bisexual until he stopped doing ecstasy every day. <laughs> and then it turned out he was just straight. He didn't yeah. know. So there are those. Well, ecstasy makes you love everyone, so that totally makes sense. Yeah, and so he said he just never, ever since he got sober, he um, showered every day and uh, turned out he didn't like to fuck dudes. That's a lot of, like, bring downs, because isn't that when you come off ecstasy, it's a pretty harsh crash? Yeah, right? So you're doing that every day, like, that's got to be awful. It's worse than a hangover. Well, and the people who do it like that, it burns out your serotonin, and it's just crippling depression. So my stepsister not like we were raised in the same house we were teenagers Mm. by the time our parents got together um she was doing ecstasy every day for over a year and she was like prostituting herself wow to get the ecstasy that's crazy that's normally like you do that for like heroin or something i mean yeah but i don't so she like she um ended up coming to live with us and she was like catatonic 
because God. basically it was like she was used to doing ecstasy every day for a year and she was like like literally slept for like 23 hours a day Jesus. like it was like having a mummy in our living room <laughs> like in the couch smell like because like she wasn't getting up to shower or do anything she just was like and she was mm. real thin and then at some point she must have um got a hold of one of her johns because this old white dude came to the house to try to pick her up mm. and her dad was like no yeah and the old white guy pulled a gun on him oh my god yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, and I don't really know how that situation resolved, but I moved out. So you don't stay in touch with her? <laughs> no, we're not still in touch. Um, but her older sister had a psychotic break at a Walgreens in West Mesa, and that she was arrested and institutionalized. Oh, and wow. what led to that incident is that she thought the cashier was me. And she kept screaming at her, like, I know you, I know you. And the cashier was like, I don't know you. And she was like, yeah, Sydney, or whatever the fuck you call yourself now, (laughs) I know who you are. And the cops had to be, and I hadn't seen her at this point. I hadn't seen her in like five years, like maybe longer. And yeah, so she was institutionalized because she had a psychotic break screaming at some poor little white bitch at a Walgreens thinking it was me. That reminds me of a story like when uh, I had a stepdad and my sister was working at uh, Petco or PetSmart in Chandler. Mm-hmm. And uh, so our stepdad, like who we moved out to Arizona, like sight unseen because my mom married this guy that she knew for a week. Oh my God. My mom, my mom makes great choices. And, um, and, and he had a daughter, like a, an adult daughter, but like she didn't speak to him. And, uh, and there was good reason for that. And we, you know, took my mom 10 years of marriage to find that out. But, I mean, <laughs> but um, my sister's working at the PetSmart because she was in, going to college at the time. And this girl walks in and is like checking out, you know, my sister's the cashier. And she's like, oh, you're like, whatever, Pam. And she's like, how do you know my name? And she goes, um, well... I live in your house and your pictures are all over her. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she goes, what? She goes, yeah, my mom married your dad and we live in your house and like there's pictures of you on our walls. Oh <laughs> my God. And she's like, <laughs> she just ran out of there. Like she basically like got her stuff and just left, you know? Ooh, and then my sister, my sister came home and she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about the situation, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Wild families, man. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Families. <laughs> yeah. Um. So okay. So those are all the colors that are on this guide. But then when you look at the pictures of the alleged, um, like cars with it, they're not contained to the colors that I listed. So it may, this is why I think it's a scam. But it, but apparently it's not. Um. Oh, and some they'll put them on their golf courts, golf carts. I forgot uh, okay. to say that. Um. Because. There are special, the villages, like they're designed for golf carts and there's like bridges that go over the actual roads. So mm. you can take your golf cart cart everywhere. Why do I keep saying golf court? We, we can't know. I don't because <laughs> I'm having a stroke. Um, yeah. Like, okay, here's one that has it's teal and gray. Oh, maybe it started out black and then it faded in the sun. Um, so I don't know. You think it's real? I, honestly, I, I don't know. I, I guess it would depend on how much material we can find online. If I mean, I just looked at that one article. If there was a lot... There seems to be. Yeah. And 
I guess like the villages seem to have, there's a documentary about it called some kind of wonderful, Hmm. um, that I've watched, but I don't remember enough, um, about it. Uh, but the villages seem to promote themselves. It's almost like this party haven. It's almost like these yeah. old people are on spring break. And yeah. so if I was they... gonna say it's like a it's almost like college, but it's a uh, for old people. Yeah. And so maybe because it has that reputation, the people who are drawn to moving there are the type who are like kind of like going to a party school. Yeah. Like yeah. I you, if you're a party animal, you want to go which school has a party reputation. And so maybe mm. it's now it's like snowballing. It had a reputation, people be fucking. It's this party place. So now mm. any retiree with that sort of like vibe is going to go and so it just makes it so yeah, there is even gets wilder over time. Yeah, and I, I did find, uh, I think what I was referring to earlier about like a controversy. Oh. Um, the Village's Vendetta, how a grassroots revolt in the iconic retirement community ended with a 72-year-old political prisoner. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a long article, but basically it says the trouble began in 2019 when residents of the villages were suddenly hit with a 25% hike in their property taxes. Um, and then basically a lot of, a lot of the people are on fixed incomes and, uh, I guess they weren't expecting that. This is what I, I remember hearing about in the news at that time was that like all of a sudden, these people that had like, oh yeah, I'm going to retire here and like I have like a set income and yeah. they're like, okay, now it's 25% more expensive to live here than we told you. And so that, I think it fucked a lot of people. And then there was some kind of, uh, yeah, it's like a quote here. This place has grown like crazy, said Oren Miller, who would go on to run for a seat on their county commission. The developers pay no impact fees for schools, for fire, for EMS, for police, for parks and recreation, for government buildings. They only impact, the only impact fees they do pay are for roads and they only pay 40% of the recommended amount. Okay, so it sounds like the money that, the tax money that should be coming out of the villages is not going... To where they think yeah. it's supposed to go. So Anyway, it goes on and on, but yeah, uh, yeah. so there's a, there's a lot of shit going down in the villages, I man. Guess. It is yeah. like, it's not your ordinary retirement community by any means. But that's like, I, that's kind of a nationwide thing where people retired on fixed incomes or social security and because real estate has gone so bonkers like yeah. these people who have they paid a hundred thousand dollars for their house it's paid off right and now it's worth six hundred thousand dollars and they're like yeah i can't afford to pay property taxes on that like yeah you know um and then florida it's exacerbated by like their soaring insurance costs to their oh, homeowners yeah. insurance yeah so like i don't know It'd be nice if, like, all, you know, the boomers were forced to go leave and live in alleyways and we could then buy their homes. Yeah. Like a, great, a great collapse happens when the boomers are forced to live on the streets and then millennials can finally afford property. It's not going to happen because corporations will buy those properties. Yeah, probably. Um, and will still be, like, frozen out of the market. But, um, don't a dream, right? Mm. Yeah, my, my grandfather lives in a house on a golf course out here in uh, Arizona in a, in a retirement community called Gold Canyon. And he moved out here, I want to say, like 1999, maybe. Mm-hmm. But his house is paid off. It's now worth probably close to 600000 oh it's, it's right on the green. It's on the, I don't know, the eighth hole or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But I mean, I'm sure his taxes have gone up. Yeah, lot, because that's and, just how it works. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, fuck, I wasn't. But he just keeps, he just turned 101, so yeah. he's, he's not dying anytime soon. No, so. he's not. <laughs> yeah. Ain't get, my hand, get my hands on that house. <laughs> that, that eighth hole is his. It sure is. Yeah. It sure is. Um, well, I, good for seniors, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, whatever. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, they can use if they they can fuck in public. Who gives a fuck? Um, and if they get STDs, well, you know. Yeah. It's not like you have that much. The thing is, like, though, okay, so like this sort of infections, like herpes, that like you have for forever, and yeah. you have outbreaks when your immune system is low. Hmm. It's gotta suck getting herpes as a senior. Because oh, yeah. they don't really have an immune system. Right. So most people, when they get genital or oral herpes, like six weeks after exposure, they'll have like a, your first breakout is like massive. Hmm. Like, um, like when I first got a cold sore, I didn't get like a cold sore. It was like I was a cold sore. <laughs> right. <laughs> like my gums had cold sores. My throat had cold sores. Like it was gross. And I hadn't even kissed anybody yet, which is the worst part about it. It's not like oh. I earned it from like how slum. did you how did you get it? Probably sharing a cup or yeah. chapstick. Yeah, makes you sense. You know what I mean? Like it was I'm a little bitter about it. Yeah. Um but uh but like yeah, the first time I got a cold sore, it was like bad. And then after that you get them like if you have a fever or mm. you're stressed or whatever. But imagine having being an old person and you have zero immune system and then cuz my friend said one dude now I'm rambling. My friend in high school, her mom got herpes from her dad cheating on her. Ooh, yeah. Which is insult to injury, right? But she said her mom's first outbreak was so bad, she was like in bed for a week. Oh my God. Because like her pussy hurt too bad to like move and she had a fever. Yeah. So imagine if that's what it happens to like normal immune system people. If you're like old and you catch your first cat go of herpes, that might take you out. Uh, it probably would, yeah, or at least debilitate you for quite a long time. Because it can kill babies. That's why they don't kiss a baby if you have a cold sore. Yeah, no, you should, we shouldn't kiss anyone if you have a cold sore. But no, uh, you shouldn't. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, people will like kiss their baby's head or something, and yeah. like it'll like. I saw this thing where the baby it had like a cut in its head, and they just didn't even think about it. Anyways. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so don't don't be just don't kiss babies. Yeah, no. What are you, a politician? I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. What are you, Joe Biden? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, oh, he just smells them. Yeah, he just, it's yeah. okay to smell babies. Don't you can kiss, smell them. Yeah. Don't kiss them. It's gonna kill them. Or yeah. those moils that kiss the peepee. They're not allowed to do that anymore. I know they got yeah. rid of that. Yeah. So Thank God. It's really a gross concept, anyway. That's, like when I when I first heard that, I was like, "Is that real? Like you're kidding me? Like they." Like, circumcision is bad enough, but you, you got to kiss the dick. Yeah, and the <laughs> fact that, like, okay, it happens in a hospital. All right. Oh, no, we have a bris. You have a party. Like, my friend showed me the v- the family VHS of her brother's bris. Like, it's like a cocktail party. Oh, like, God. people have, like, crudite. Like, wow. Mm. And then I, then in front of everybody, the moil cuts it and kisses it. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh. And so babies were dying from the herp, and so they don't do that anymore. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh. speaking of legislation, um, I, they, hold on. They passed a law in Florida to crack down on um, streakers. And so I wanted to talk about that. Oh, that was our last episode. That was our last that? episode yeah. that we did together. Is there an, an epidemic of streaking going on Apparently, in Florida? Apparently, okay. Following a streak of streakers, so apparently Florida's been dealing with streakers. I have no <laughs> idea. Governor Ron DeSantis and the Florida legislator, le- legislature passed a bill cracking down on those interrupting sports and entertainment events, and it takes effect this Sunday. Um, it passed with bipartisan support, and it makes those intentionally entering restricted areas during such events, like 
uh, field during a football game or staged during a concert, a first degree misdemeanor punishable by up to a year in prison and a maximum fine of $2,500. I would assume it was a misdemeanor already. I mean, is it? Yeah. Well, it used to be like, uh, less than a, okay. Depend the, it used to be uh, first degree misdemeanor, but max fine of a thousand dollars. And I think hmm. there, you weren't able to jail. Oh, okay. And so now, um, Oh, you can go up to five. Wait. Oh, okay is there's stricter penalties and this part says that they're punishable with up to five years in prison um oh that's if they touch the performer so if they mm. touch the performer they can have five years in prison and a, which makes and a five thousand dollar fine which makes sense because there's been that like rash of people just like throwing cell phones and hitting musicians in the face or whatever oh yeah and there was that woman that threw water uh at uh, carly cardi b yeah but then cardi b threw a microphone and hit her in the face so yeah. <laughs> shouldn't have fucked with her yeah but she wasn't singing so so that I, was yeah that's i feel like it's totally justified that she threw water on her yeah. because she probably paid a lot of money to be in that front row and cardi b was not singing i don't think people even expect performers to perform anymore so i think bizarre. they know there's like oh there's three thousand of us in a room watching this famous person and none of us have the expectation that they're gonna actually be singing or performing live which is <sighs> wild it's totally wild to me i don't i don't get it like so. why would you because i won't i don't even like seeing bands if they don't like make eye contact or like move around a little bit mm. like there's certain bands where it's just like they stare at the ground and they just kind of strum their guitar and you're like, okay, well how is this different than listening to the record? Yeah. Like this is why I really love like when you find people just like playing music in a bar, yep. if it's good, yep. you know, and you're just like, wow, this is like a real person actually like playing guitar and singing. And, yeah. and you just think like, Oh, that's nice. You that's know what nice, I mean? Yeah. It's actually like nice to see that. So yeah. So yeah. you would think, um, it's a lot of that in Nashville. I just came back from oh, there. Oh yeah. How was and it? Nashville is a, is a shit town. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't care for it because it's basically like the new strip. It's yeah. Like the, it's like the new Vegas or, I don't know. It's like it's a, the bachelorette party capital of the United States. Yes, it, a lot of drunk people. Uh, it's all on Broadway. This one street, yeah. which is like like there's like the Vegas Strip. But I will say, you go from bar to bar, and there's like live bands in every single bar. That's nice. And they're actually like really good, mm -hmm. and they're just unknown. Like you don't even know who they are. And like these people are like amazing. So yeah. I will say that part of it is is it's pretty nice. great. Yeah, it's worthwhile. So. Yeah. Well, that's what I like about New Orleans. Uh, same thing. Yeah, when I was there, same thing. Yeah, but actually, I really like the music there better because it's that, yeah, yeah, it's that uh, jazz. that jazzy and. Uh, uh, There's not enough yeah. people playing brass instruments. I'm just There's gonna not, say. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I fucking lo like if you give me some people in suits playing a brass instruments, I'm so fucking happy. I can't. I can't even explain to you. Well, that was that was big for a moment in like 1995 when Swingers came out. Oh you know, like yeah, that's, you know, which is like not my favorite type. I like I don't love swing music. Yeah, yeah, but there was there was a brief. But moment there was where, that moment yeah. where it was a thing. Cherry popping daddies and uh, was that who's that guy Brian? What's his name? Brian Setzer. Setzer. Orchestra yeah, like he from he, the Stray Cats. Yes, he came out of that whole. That that whole oh, like late nineties yeah. like renaissance of swing music. But I agree, and a lot of those bands. Swing they're, nights. Yeah. But I like a lot of those bands are they're not great. No. They're not like what you heard on Treme or when you you know like it's because uh, on account of their Caucasian. That is correct. Yeah. That's like where it goes wrong. Is it's like the '90s swing movement was like middle class Caucasians 
being nostalgic for like a time in the 40s when it was really awesome being Caucasian. <laughs> yes. But the music was performed generally by, well, actually there were, there were sub, there were segregation. So there was like, there yeah. would be the black bands and then there would be like the Glenn Miller orchestra or whatever. Right. Um, Paul but, Whiteman. But yeah, white people love, they, they're, that's like their favorite thing is being nostalgic for a time when black people did something and then co-opting it and trying <laughs> to make yeah. it. And you're like, it's like, I'm sorry. It's not as good. Like you're the, a lot of people love Elvis, so I won't bring it into him, but like, let's be honest. Brian Setzer orchestra. Yeah. Yeah, just, Me- mediocre. Yeah. I remember my friend, there was, I learned of the cherry pop and daddies because my friend, I, we were having a slumber party and there was like, we're watching like Conan or whatever. And they, you know, they're like, and musical guests, cherry pop and daddies. And we're like, oh, what's that? Like we stayed up intentionally. We're like, we got to stay up. We got to see what are the cherry pop and, because we had no idea. Like This sounds pretty sultry, pretty sexy. Is it going to be, yeah. at the time, is it going to be ska? Is it going to be hip hop? Who yeah. are these daddies who are out there popping cherries and then <laughs> that band came on and we were like oh okay that's a shame yeah but it was yeah. like yeah you had the gap commercials with people swing dancing yeah that's right yeah yeah it was a whole thing it sure i have uh, uh always been a bit of a fan of swing classical swing music because uh growing up with my grandfather he's a huge music fan uh... and he was always playing like um Dean Martin and Sinatra and Glenn Miller Orchestra. He's an Italian like, immigrant. Yeah. Yes. So uh, I lo- love um, uh, Dean Martin is my favorite. I do love Dean Martin. But I, don't, I wouldn't call him swing necessarily. No. no. Uh, he's, a he's, a, he's a crooner. He's a crooner. Yeah. So. He's a crooner. Yeah. Um, but I love that classy, like that level of... There was something I was thinking of actually about him the other day. I'm sorry. I'm going off on a tangent. No, you're now, fine. But, <laughs> but um, you know... Like, younger people, like myself when I was younger, I would hear that music and be like, man, fuck this. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because, you know, when I was a kid, I was like into Soundgarden, you know, Rage Against the Machine and that, that sort of thing. And um, you realize when you learn more about, like, uh, like I've read, like, a biography on Dean Martin, you're like, dude, these guys were, like, Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra grew up urban. <laughs> like, like yeah. they had, like, really poor backgrounds. Like, they're... Dean Martin was a professional underground fighter. He was like a boxer. Yeah. He was in underground, unlicensed fights for money. <laughs> you know, like you know what I mean. Like these guys were tough as nails, well, dude. That was that. It, it was the era where people aspired to be of a higher class or yeah. a higher dignity in life. Yeah, like the Beatles were working class kids, yeah, and absolutely. then they yeah. got some shaggy haircuts and some suits and no one ever thought that they were, they came from the poor background versus like the Rolling Stones. Right. Right. Where you had these Italian immigrants living in an Italian slum who like would save up all their paper money to buy one suit. Exactly. Yes. Because they wanted to sing a friend of a friend's dad owned a nightclub and like, I'm going to sing and I'm going to, I'm going to deliver papers for a year and I'm going to buy one suit. Cause I, cause I want to be this thing that is actually higher than my station in life. Exactly. Now what we have is we have a world. This is dude, we always turn into old people. (laughs) We we always do. (laughs) But like, it's like starting with like, let's say tech bros where these people are infinitely wealthy, but Mm. the uniform of like the Silicon Valley people is jeans and a hoodie. Yeah. Like, and then you have middle-class white kids who are trying to, like, dress urban and tough. Right. And, like, you're, it's it's very weird versus cultures like the zoot suit era where mm. it's, like, I'm going to make a, I, I'm going to have a suit that's 
made out of most fabric because yeah. that screams wealth. Or like in Africa, they have the sapiers, which are their, they live in, I forget which country they're, they're in, but they're, they buy um, bespoke British suits. Mm, yeah. And so they're in the middle of the desert um, <laughs> and they've got these gorgeous suits. If you, I forget which photographer did a book with them, but it's just, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And so it's like that, that sort of like, aspirational upward mobility yeah now it's a downward it's almost downward mo- yeah it has totally flipped it's like like you said like if you grew up middle class like you're trying to look like you're poor urban yeah. you know like that's in whereas people like sinatra and dean martin actually grew up poor urban they had like nothing yeah. and their goal like you said was like get enough money to get like a tie and a decent suit so you could usually like so you could sing at someone's wedding yeah. So at least you can like, but they're not going to even let you sing at a wedding unless you have a suit. Unless you, know you I mean? can pass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then like you do that and you might get a few bucks from the people there, you know, and then you, if you get lucky, you can get a gig at like, yeah, like your uncle's buddies, friends, nightclub or something, you know, on a Tuesday night. And yeah. And you know, and, um, I just feel like it's all obviously going, going the opposite direction. Now. Yeah. Not, so, there's not mm-hmm. enough Don Drapers like faking yes. an identity to move upwardly. Now it's almost like Betty who came from a wealthy, it all comes back to Mad Men or the wire with me, Betty who came from a wealthy family. It would be like in today's era, she would want to be a stripper. Yeah. Like, that's how that would no, be. No, exactly. Betty, yeah, in, yeah. Instead of someone faking a, a past to move upward, it's someone who's like middle class. Who's like, I'm going to start an OnlyFans. And you're like, yeah, Oh, but you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and so weird. And as far and like the, I love how like the emphasis is always on you know with male performance like toughness, like how hard Ugh. can you be? And then when you look at, you know, again like these guys that like Dean Martin who looks like just like oh he's just a middle aged guy in a suit. I'm like yeah, he could have like kicked Eminem's ass, you know, yeah, like hundred percent. Like, you know what I mean? He, he, he's probably <laughs> killed people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like the war and like all those guys were in the fucking war. Yeah, they you all know? fought in yeah. the war. They <laughs> definitely beat a woman or two. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. yeah. Doors, of course. Like and, a gentleman. <laughs> and they hit her because she wasn't acting right in public. That's right. Yeah. You embarrassed me. <laughs> that is 100% correct. Um, yeah. But yeah, now it's like these people who like, yeah, they, they're wearing baggy pants. They have face tattoos. They're acting tough. But if push come to shove, who's that guy who he turned rat and now he's in hiding? Takashi Oh, yeah, yeah, that dude, yeah, with the face tattoos. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, now it's, it's it's so the opposite. It's very odd to me. Um, it's wild, man. Dude, t- I was shopping for, like, I needed a new pair of sweatpants because um, winter's coming. I need some sweats to sleep in, and I'm a little chunkier than I was last year, so I needed some sweatpants. The Ooh. fucking models in the ads on Target.com <laughs> look like what used to be people of Walmart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, 2005 people of Walmart, we laughed at yep. these, oh, look at these slovenly, sloppy bums. Disgusting people. And now I'm looking to purchase something <laughs> modeled by a model who I think should be better looking. I'm sorry. I'm just, yeah. I don't need to, I was talking to my hairdresser about this yesterday because we were talking about shopping for bathing suits. And I was like, she's like, yeah, I don't. Maybe I am going to look that bad in it, but I don't want to know that. Show me a good-looking person in it, and I can extrapolate how bad I'm going to make it look. Right. Like, but now it's the opposite. Yeah, I'm, like, looking I'm looking through the Target, and I'm like, these all look like people of Walmart. Can you yeah. show me what, like, a someone with a haircut looks like in this? <laughs> right. Someone with a haircut and a waistline. What do they look like in this yeah. product? That would be great, but that's not how it is. Also, if you go to Target now... I went there to get a protein bar yesterday. 
the women's clothing section, it looks like out here we have these stripper stores called Nickel City Baby, mm, yep. three exclamation points. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they sell, Nickel City Baby, three exclamation points, sells like stripper clothes. And, and they always hooker have clothes. Mm-hmm. hooker clothes. And they have the mannequins outside the storefront. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like in slums. It is like, yeah. re- that, is what the, that is what the clothing section at Target looks like. And the, and the men's section, you know, it's like Hawaiian print linen shorts with Pokemon on them. Yes. And then the women's clothes looks like prostitute. Like there were literally, there were lace pants. Yeah. What if you needed a pair of slacks? I, I cannot shop at Target anymore. You and I have talked about yeah. this. Like I, I go to Target now and it's like the men's department just looks like it's just for like, not even high school, because it's not even what I would have worn in high school. It's like what I would have worn in third grade. Like you said, like Pokemon. Ob- yeah, or like, like obese toddlers. Yeah, like like these cartoonish type clothing that that's like children's clothing, but but bigger. And I'm like, why the fuck? I just need like a collared shirt, like you know, to add to my rotation. You know? Yeah, and I was thinking like with with the majority of the majority of Americans are working class, and we have a service based economy. Hmm. So like we. Who hasn't had to buy a pair of black pants? Exactly. Or a pair of khaki pants? Yep. We all have to do that. That's the majority of the population has some sort of service-oriented job where they have to wear a pair of slacks. Yeah. But there's literally nowhere to buy a pair of slacks. You have to go to, like, a men's warehouse or you have to go to one of those, like, uh, tailors, like, on that are downtown, you know, and pay a lot of money. Yeah. It's not like you can't, like, even the bigger department stores, which, good luck if you still have some near you because malls <laughs> are dead. But even they don't really carry, like, a pair of black pants. If they do, they won't be in your size, and they're only going to have two left. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's it's, been my experience. That so. is, I, it's, it's so weird to me because I'm like, how are you managing to sell all of these, like, hooker, toddler clothes, but, like, the things that people actually need, there's nowhere to buy them. Yeah. You have to buy them on Amazon. And I hate doing that because every time I get clothes off Amazon, they, it doesn't fit right, it doesn't yep. look right, and I have to return it, or I just will throw it away. Or well, and that's yeah. what they mm-hmm. they they plan on you throwing it away. If you return it, they also just throw it away. So yeah. it just it's all landfill stuff, and you're like, I can't, I can't go to a Mervin's and try on some slacks. I know. Do you remember shopping as a kid? I Your do. mom would yeah. send you in there, and mm-hmm. you'd try, you'd have a stack of clothes, and you'd find the one that fits, and she would approve, and then she'd buy one in like a couple colors. Yep. And there's your pants for the year, buddy. Yep. And I hated going through that, but now I would give anything to do it I again. would give <laughs> yeah. anything. That I, I would love to be able to go to a dressing room with a stack of pants and shirts and try them on and be like, yes, this looks perfect. This is the appropriate color and shape for yeah. my body, yeah. and I will wear this to work or to a grown-up dinner party. Yeah, <laughs> you know? or just to leave my house because I'm not a fucking animal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, it's so funny now, especially now that I teach fitness, I was never an athleisure wear in public person. Mm. Like I've known bartenders who wear like workout leggings to work. That was never me. Oh yeah. I see that all the time. I wear, I wear jeans and a tank top or a t-shirt, which is not like I dress up. I work at a dive bar, but like I, I have never in my life, like I wouldn't, I was never even the person who would run errands after the gym in those workout clothes. Mm, Yeah. Like, I would put on real clothes. And now that that's like my everyday uniform, I detest it even more. <laughs> like I, cause I could have just come over in my work clothes today and I was like, I am going to put on jeans and a bra. I'm going to be a person. Thank you. I'm going to be a person. I just, the whole sort of an age where we live in, where people just, everyone's in their comfy clothes all the time. Yeah. It's, and everyone's in, well, it started with, 
pajamas to college yes. campuses. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. It started with the the damn pajama bottoms that yeah. kids were wearing like 10 years ago, like high school kids. They would, yeah. I remember like hearing from like friends of mine who were parents and they'd be like, yeah, my daughter wants to wear pajamas to school and I won't let her if she's so angry. And I'm like, why would anyone want to wear pajamas to school? <laughs> yeah, hold on, keep talking. I got to put some water in my daughter's Oh, yeah, do it, do it. Oh, there's a water bowl in the sink that's clean. It just has water in it. Oh. Um, my pet cat is out on the patio right now, um, just getting some sun, just enjoying her sunny life, and hopefully some feral children will come by and ask, take her. Yeah, and, and ask for uh, water or maybe some bird seed or something. I don't know. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah. Have you got any seeds for us, sir? <laughs> God. Yeah, it is like a zombie apocalypse out there. It's wild, man. Um, I, last night I drove like six miles. Like I went to a store and back. Mm. Um, and I probably saw 30 homeless people. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, that, and like so when I talked to my friend in South Carolina who, you know, her town has three and the church takes care of them. Oh, nice. Um, that she's like, dude, you make Phoenix sound rough. And I was, I just said, I'm going to, I'll try to get some footage sometime <laughs> to send to you because it's something out there. And, and so I usually, I usually either am at the bar on Friday nights. Like I drive there while it's still daylight and then I leave at three in the morning or the Fridays I don't work. I'm just, I'm home by 2 PM and I don't go out afterwards. So this was rare where at seven o'clock at night, I was going somewhere and mm. seeing what that time frame looks like. Yeah. And it was rough, like rough out there. Zombie apocalypse. The road would be an upgrade. There were less people in it. Um, it was bad. Well, here in my condominium complex where we're recording, uh, I have a Kia Soul, and uh, they are apparently the most stolen car in America right now. So much so that Kia sent me a letter in the mail a while back and they said, hey, we are aware that there's a TikTok challenge encouraging teenagers and youths to steal Kia Souls, so we're going to send you a free club, like a steering wheel. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And they did. <laughs> and uh, But I maybe put it on like twice because it's like a pain in the ass. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is, like, no one's going to steal my car. Like, who's going to steal a Kia Soul? And last Saturday morning at 7.30 in the morning, uh, my neighbor rang my doorbell and he said, hey, you know, your car's been broken into. And I went outside, and sure enough, three Kia Souls in this condo complex were had the windows smashed open, including mine. And they ripped the steering column off and tried to, tried unsuccessfully to hotwire. They, did, they didn't manage to steal a one of them. So they basically, and it, it was teenagers, like it had to be. And that's so. the worst part about car break-ins is, because it happened to me once, and I was like, okay, well, you charged $300 to my credit card. Um, it costs more than that to get my window fixed. Mm. My retainer was in my purse. That was $500 to replace. Like, and so you're just like, you got nothing out of this and your car is like going to be thousands of dollars to fix. Yeah, exactly. So it's been in the shop for a week and it's still there. So (laughs) yeah, it actually would have been easier for me if they'd just stolen it. Really? It would have been like, Oh, you would have had a new car by now. Yeah, exactly. So now, uh, you know, it's the whole big thing. I had to get it. Plus they did it on a weekend, which is like, God, could you not have done this on a Monday? If I woke up Monday morning and I couldn't go to work, I'd be like, that's awesome. But instead you waited for the goddamn weekend, ruined my entire weekend. Yeah. Saturday morning. First thing I'm, I'm in my goddamn PJs 
And like the neighbor rang the bell and putting my shirt on as I'm coming to the door. Like, what, what do you want? Like, why are you ringing my bell? You know? And, uh, had to find a garage that was open, had to hire a tow truck and pay to get it towed and Dude. talk to the cops. And it took an hour to get through to the uh, non-emergency police line, by the way. Yeah. So if you call that number, it's going to be a wait. <laughs> well, remember when I was hit by that drunk driver, um, and my little Audi was totaled like that. Yeah. It was like a whole thing. It took two hours for the cops to get there. The first three times they called 911, it was busy. Oh, yeah. It took, well, he didn't even get here until, I mean, I, I want to say it was like one o'clock in the afternoon when he yeah. got here. Yeah. So. It's just, you're like, because it's not a priority. And that's no. kind of no. what they told us, like the, this Dodge 2500 or whatever ran into me and then several other cars stopped at an intersection and then he got out and ran and left his truck there which seems like a big deal yeah very low on the priorities because <laughs> no one died or was bleeding and right. the suspect was gone they, they they're just like we have other it's a big city yeah and that's yeah. what happens like phoenix is now like when i my car was broken into in new york and like i called the cops about it and they're like so what do you want us to do yeah <laughs> so new york like and that's kind of how phoenix is now where you're like uh oh, my car was smashed this is, and they're like okay yeah so that case in point when i finally got through on the phone to them they literally said like so do you want us to send an officer and i'm like I guess. Like, I don't know. I mean, what, what are my alternatives? Yeah, that's the thing is they ask you what you want. Yeah. And you're like, because when my house was robbed like years ago and they're like, so what do you want us to do? And I, I don't, what do you do? Yeah. Was, like, I've never yeah, had to exactly. use the police. <laughs> I'm new to this. This is actually what you do for a living. Yeah. So like, it would be like somebody coming into my restaurant and me be them like being like, hi, we're here to eat dinner. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah. What, what yeah. do you want me to do? Yeah. Well, I mean, should I seat you? Or yeah. Do you want to? So, do you want like a table or whatever? And then you just sit them, and then they're like, "Can we get menus?" And you're like, "Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you you do this for a living. You're supposed to guide the other person through it. But now the police are like, "So what is? What do we do?" And I'm like, yeah. "I don't. Know. What do you do?" So actually, uh, she told me the woman on the phone said, "Well, you can file a report online." And I was like, "Okay, I guess I'll do that." So I started that, and the website crashed halfway through it. And I put in like tons of information before that happened. Oh my god! And, and so then I called. I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not doing this." So I called again, waited another 45 minutes on hold, and this time I said, "I want an officer to come out." Yeah. And then it took like four hours for a cop to show up. And then he fingerprinted the car and everything and, like, took evidence. And I'm like, well, what would have happened if I just did the online report? You wouldn't have done, done that. that? Yeah. So you'd have been like, well, fuck it. We don't care. <laughs> you know? So it's such a crazy scenario, you know, that they just really just could care less, you know? So yeah. I get it. There's other things going on. It's not a priority, but, you know. But also, if this is a serial crime, it's not a one-off. These are kids yeah. who did it to three cars in one night. Yeah major damage and also we'll probably do it again and so it's like right. you gotta do something about that you can't just have this keep yeah. happening um and it also sucks your complex doesn't have like a gate it Correct. doesn't have you can just stroll on in yeah and mine now too our gate has been broken for the longest period of time since i've mm. lived there and so like a car got broken into our complex the other day i just saw the window glass and i i didn't the car was already gone and i was like i wondered if it was a kia soul mm. because probably yeah that <laughs> is just what it is i guess it's a wasteland will, there's like insurance companies that won't even insure them anymore for real yeah they won't do it because it's it's that it's that bad <laughs> So my friend who works in insurance, 
he works for Liberty Mutual, and mm-hmm. he goes, "Yeah, we won't do it anymore. We, if you come to us and say I have a Kia Soul, I say sorry. Good no, luck. Good luck. yeah, they won't." <laughs> Thank God you're going to get your grandpa's car. That's what I'm driving now, and I'm planning on keeping it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Gramps. <laughs> yeah, he's 101. Where's he got to go? Yeah, he, he already doesn't... lives on the golf course. Yeah, he's good. He's yeah. good, you know, so. Oh, All God. Right. Well, I tell you. Yeah, so this has been Old Folks Hour with Scott and Sydney. It sure has, yeah. and we are pretty damn old ourselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah. thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank thank you, for, you for being here and inviting me on the show again. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having um, me and my dog that stands on your table like an asshole. I've had worse people over here. That's true, you have. (laughs) And that's kind of where our friendship really works out for (laughs) me, is that you are friends with so many people who are worse than me. So I'd like to thank those people. I just (laughs) list their full names. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, pretty much everyone is worse than you in my life. Uh, Get ready to get text messages from the people who listen to this. Well, I don't think any of my friends listen to this. Oh, one does. Oh, really? Oh, well, good. Well, we'll see. Fuck (laughs) them.